Uh, it says recording. I'm assuming that's all I have to do. Yeah, I'm sure it is. You just get the file does afterwards. It, does it, it say recording for you as well? It does, uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. That, that's a safe bet that it is actually recording. <laughs> right, here we go. Call in. Speaker on. Oh, no. I'll do it anyway. He's gone off the grid. Please leave a message after the tone. When you finish recording, please hang up or press the hash key for more options. Welcome to the Pocket Podcast. Pocket Podcast. Pocket Podcast. Pocket Podcast. Excellent. It's probably our strongest start yet. Um, That's his voicemail that he will That's his voicemail. It still is. It's still going. I don't know what to say. Also, I don't think he can hear you because I've got headphones in. (laughs) It's just me doing a solo, self-aware ramble. David, where are you? We're live. (laughs) We're live or we're not live. (laughs) Not live. That'd be interesting. Do a Um, a stream. That's the next step, isn't it? That's the next step. It's the natural progression of what we do. The podcast takes off more than it has so already. (laughs) This is the worst message ever. (laughs) And I hung up. There we go. If he doesn't get the message from that, I don't know who will. There you go. Sorted. Are we in an episode now? We're in, we are, we've already been in the episode for at least 30 seconds. Okay. The first point on the agenda then. Theatre is dead. Well, with everything going on with the coronavirus, it pretty much is. Yeah. It's though, there's quite a few celebrities that are campaigning to, to, to support the arts though in there at the moment. Yeah, so this is, what is this? This is just um, take like all of the money to pay all of the rents for all of the theatres in like the world is for as long as the virus goes on. I, I didn't know exactly what they're trying to achieve. I yeah, assume I, that's I, what they have to do. I was never sure. I haven't looked into it much, what this state no. of the arts thing is. I know they're they're raising money and awareness to try and get people to to rebook tickets as soon as they re like go on sale again and to not um, I know like Mayflower for example has been rescheduling all its shows um, where possible um, but I know people are also entitled to refunds and I think like people have been trying to say keep with it stick with it take the the offer of the the next available seats next year rather than cancel your tickets and lose the theatre money because obviously we've just already lost um, the Nuffield haven't we in yeah. Southampton um, so I don't think we want to lose the rest of what we got because I mean we've still got the other Nuffield Theatre which is still currently working isn't it and then the Mayflower as well I don't think people want to lose everything we've got well the thing that's weird about it is say the theatres go bust who's like is someone going to buy them like it's a safe economic bet to say hold on to it until theatre comes back like that's that's gonna happen, you'd think eventually. But well, the danger is someone like buys it, turns it. Well, actually, apparently, I heard that this was how bingo halls came about. They the cinemas went out of business, and then the old cinemas became bingo halls. Apparently, that is, yeah, that is. I know. Yeah, there's quite mm-hmm. a few cinemas that turned into bingo halls or theaters. Some of the some of the cinemas did turn to theaters. So the Waterside one was a cinema which turned into a theater. Yeah, that was what the Plaza did as well. Mm. The Plaza that went be, from yeah. cinema into, I think it was briefly a bingo hall. Carrie Butcher will correct me if I'm incorrect. It did turn to a bingo hall for a short period of time. Uh, I think by the members of Rayods to raise money, wasn't it? That's not a bad idea. Mm. Um, but yeah, for Broadway, they yeah, so it went from a cinema into a bingo hall into a theatre. Nice. 
The problem is you can't even play bingo with the coronavirus. Well, you could do social distancing. <clears throat> uh, I guess. It's like you, tables. It, anything that goes in a hall just isn't, isn't viable right now. Is it not? So who's buying the hall? Like, what can you actually do with a hall right now? Well, they can turn into flats and things, aren't they? I would have thought housing would be the next next most viable market, I would have yeah, thought. Yeah, God, can you imagine how sad that would be? Just, like, turn all theatres into housing. Lockdown turn to housing. Ooh. Yeah, wouldn't be good. I mean, yeah, there's, the trouble is there's need for it, and that would be a, a good space. I mean, it's all got those... The, the Mayflower, for example, has got all those flats around it already. They just build another couple of blocks of flats. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good situation. No, I mean, the, I think the danger that we're facing at the moment is that we don't know if there's going to be a second wave. You know, the coronavirus could could kick off again. I know we're starting to open things back up slowly. Yeah, right? yeah. As Until there's a vaccine, yeah, we we are staying yeah. suppressed lest we get hit by more infections. Yeah. Well, they're starting to open things up slowly, aren't they? And they're going to say they said that all higher education goes back in September. Um, so they're starting to to like put concrete things in place to say this is what's happening we're getting back on track um but yeah if a second wave happens we're almost back to square one yeah so, i don't think you ever get to the point where it's acceptable to put a few hundred people in a room and watch a show for a few hours i think that yeah. requ- that re- requires a post-vaccine world basically i think just don't know how long that's going to take yeah exactly and it's definitely not going to be quick <laughs> no i mean china's just had its second wave again hasn't it I think I, I'm not entirely sure about China, but yeah, I think they had some outbreak. What was the, what was the theatre industry like in China? Does anyone know? Uh, no. <laughs> Use that as a as a as a uh, point of research. See if oh, if yeah. the Chinese theatre theatre industry has collapsed. I remember seeing something about they opened cinemas and then had to close them again. Mm. Yeah, me. <laughs> Same similar concept, really, isn't it? Cinemas and theatres. So with theatres, where you've got live performers and dressing rooms and things as well, it's the cast and the audience you've got to worry about, not just oh, the... Yeah. But even worse, you have to rehearse the show before you put it on. Whereas cinema, yeah. you can be like, oh, this week the lockdown restrictions are eased, so you just show something. In yeah. a theatre show, you need months before you actually do the show of yeah. people all like running around rehearsing together. That is true. So it's like, true. oh, you couldn't pick something worse to do during a... A virus. I suppose you could all live together as a like a travelling troop for fourteen days, and like that's it. You like so you're you're isolated. Yeah, one household. Yeah, one household. Fourteen days. So you become a, a like a travelling troop, and uh, live together and isolate for fourteen days. Rehearse over that fourteen days. Then you could put on the play and just stream it to people's houses remotely. Steve, you've done um, uh, that that castle theatre. I've forgotten its name on the south coast. What's the one that Rails performed at? The Minac Theatre. That's the one. It, it was that like a travelling troupe? Did you all have to like get accommodation down there and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So we all move, we all go down there for a week, get accommodation in the local B and Bs. What was uh, that life like? Do you think you'd do that forever? It was awesome. Love it. There you go. Let's do that. Okay. We solved it. We okay. Solved when Dave comes on. Tell him that's the new plan. We're going to get uh, Pocket together. Pocket's going to live together for for the foreseeable future and go around doing a travelling travelling show. It has to be okay. outdoor outdoor show though, wouldn't it? Yeah, you're in. <clears throat> right. We've got a little, um, Sorry, we've got cross conversations going on now. Okay. Ah, we've got a special guest. 
<laughs> Special guest. Special guest. Huh. So go. She's playing on. She's playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> right now, someone who she's whose island is visiting her island has now called her. So there's like a conversation about Kay's island going on. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So what do you think the the prospect is of like virtual theatres, virtual rehearsals? What if we rehearsed and performed in VR? You know what? That would be the next development, wouldn't it? Because I mean, it's starting it's to happen now for things like computer games, obviously. And then uh, interactive tours and museum tours and things like that is starting to come across in VR. Why not have a theatre show in VR? Yeah, you can rehearse it. You can like move your arms about and it can track your fingers now so you can swear at people and do well, some like scenes set up so that they have to turn their head to face face the scene so the scene instead of instead of um the set changing in front of them they could just turn their head to see the next scene you could have them like kind of do a like a 360 degree yeah. scenery we can break the laws of time and space maybe not time <laughs> but no, i think it'd be an interesting concept to do vr where you literally just sit in a swivel chair turn your head around you're facing the next scene and then like, you kind of like follow the character and they kind of transition to the next thing you build like a circular stage mm-hmm. and performing that that'd be that'd yeah. work for VR, and you only it? need every cast member and every audience member to invest in like hundreds if not thousands of pounds worth of uh, equipment <laughs> but, <laughs> no but they could the, once you've got the equipment it's it's done for life isn't it you can just like keep watching everything else true and again it's multiple formats so there you some go. some I've got a cheap VR set that was only 200, 220 quid. Works absolutely fine. Very good. There we go. That's what we've got to do. We've got to, we've got to uh, persuade people stage to take VR systems. So even, if you, uh, even if you did it, you could probably edit it for, for ordinary TV if you wanted to. Have we discussed how this was going to work in four and a half minutes when it kicks us out of this meeting room? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what we're going to do is just join again. Rejoin. Why did you have to let the podcast audience know that I'm cheap? Like, of all the things they know about me, why do they now have to also know that? I well, saw that mustard carp in the past before. Yeah, I think Cheap, it did a few unemployed. times. I think it came up in, like, the first episode when we talked about the price of Winchester Operatics. Oh, true, um, actually. Whatever it was that cost, like, a million pounds to go and see. Was that, um, was that, um... Oh, you're right. Jekyll and Hyde we were talking about. Maybe it was Jekyll and Hyde then. Maybe I was. saw Jekyll and Hyde. You did, but didn't it you cost, say like how expensive the tickets were? Yeah. It yeah. was like more expensive than going to see a professional show. I did enjoy it though. It was very good. And the lead True. guy was very good. True. David's wife was very good. True. Was it like £30 worth of good? No, no. And I was on my own for the whole thing. Oh, so. I'll tell you something though. Now that the world's changed and the theatre's dead... Think what like you would pay to just go and see a show right now. Well, I've got you, two books that are rebooked. Do you think that they'll um, like whack prices up and things when they reopen to try and make some money back? Surely they won't, because people will just go f- stuff that and not bother, won't they? It's good censoring. Stop me having to do a bleep. Yeah, I just I just oh, self checked myself there. I thought you're gonna swear. <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> but no, I've got I've got Book of Mormon um, and The Lion King. Both books that have been rescheduled for next year now because they can't do them at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, like, say there was, like, a, a magic floating theatre pod where they have antiviral air or some weird <laughs> technology, and uh, you could literally pay an amount of money today 
to go with an audience of loads of people and safely in a government sanctioned way sit and watch a show with no guilt how much would that experience be worth to you still I, you know 30 I, quid oh no i, 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 I they've got me i'm paying i could pay hundreds i could pay i could pay a fortune because there's no way of getting the experience now it's scarce and so it's it's price has gone up it is but i i still think for the you, you i wouldn't pay any more than what what i'm currently paying to go to the theater i wouldn't would. i definitely would it I'd wouldn't love to go me. to the theater it's yeah, it's too expensive as it is at the moment. Like they're pricing themselves out of the market. You can you can go into a to a cinema um, for a third of the price and get the same sort have of experience. Well, you have can't. You ever been to, have you ever been to, been to Broadway? No, I have. That prices there are ridiculous. I couldn't afford it. And oh, it, oh no, but okay, it costs more than it costs here. But I paid, I think, sixty dollars to see Phantom on Broadway. See, I wouldn't pay it. I just wouldn't. It, I, I oh, felt they, like it was worth it. The tickets we found were way more than that. It was crazy. Yeah. Like they, they were the absolute cheapest you could get, basically. Yeah. And I think the most I've paid for, for a theatre experience is about £35. That is yeah. It. Well, it's interesting how the countries like here and Broadway differed because uh, Hamilton here, you can like, the, the tickets aren't, you can't resell the tickets. So you have to like show your credit card or whatever when you go. And so it was, what was it? It's like 37.50 to get a ticket. And it was a great view and it was perfectly reasonable. In America, because I looked at it, the minimum you could spend was like three or 400 pounds, I think. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And that's because they just let you resell the tickets. So it was just a bidding we, war. We went to see loads of plays because plays were normal price. They were like the price of a show you would go and see in the West End, like 30, 40, 50 pounds. Yeah. The, all the musicals were like 200 quid we we're like oh, we're gonna get kicked out because not of uh, running out of yeah. time let's let's uh let's have a little uh intermission. <laughs> intermission listen to these these messages from our sponsor uh whoever wanted do you remember when we did that do it quick you've got like 10 seconds do a fake ad fake ad have you ever wanted to go outside? <laughs> Try our new plastic. And that's how to get a bigger penis. Yeah. Probably oh, the best, that is good advice. Best fake ad I've ever heard, to be fair. I think that was a real ad. I think that's you can actually fantastic. apply that advice to your actual I love the segue. Life. I love the segue from, from going outside from <laughs> coronavirus. Who would have thought those... And that's how you get a bigger penis. Who would have Brilliant. thought those things were linked? They were, yeah. That's amazing. So I think that that was that's the best product. That's the best product I've I've had in a long time. Yeah, I'm actually gonna buy one. Quite frankly, <laughs> <laughs> save theatre the money from that product. <laughs> Can start a new show with that. And pay the rent of every theatre in the world for the next <laughs> year and a half at least. Brilliant! Absolutely brilliant. Right. So, what? 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 what, what before the ads? What were we doing before the ads? Um, well, oh, price we we're talking the about the price of Broadway, yeah, which is oh, excessive. Yeah. But you know that problem's been solved by deleting Broadway. Well done, America. That happened now. America's, you know, very uh, out of the box thinking, problem solving. Aren't they putting a lot of their stuff online? Uh, I've watched a few things online. <laughs> uh, the alarm, I haven't watched anything for a while. I watched the One Man Two Governors at the National Theatre. Has anyone watched any online theatre? No. I watched Curtains because oh. I had tickets to see that. 
and then uh, obviously it was cancelled. But they did the online one with um, what's his name? Comedian. No idea. Gonna have to Google it now because that's comedian Lenny Henry. No. Ricky Gervais. No. Um. Uh. Amy Schumer. I Google it. My Google's been quite slow, so you've got time. Oh, um, um, Russell Howard. No. Uh, Jimmy Ed, Carr. Eddie Izzard. No. Um, oh. com- actual proper, like, stand-up comedy or comedy actor. Um, this is a great podcast. He did segment. do comedy, but he, uh, like, stand-up comedy, yeah. but he, he does a lot of it now. Jason Mansford. Oh, oh Jason Mansford. I saw yeah. him in oh. The Producers, uh, The Mayflower. Didn't he do the show that went wrong as well, or whatever that... David Tantel is not a big fan of him. Why? What did you say? Uh, I brought up the fact that we saw him in curtains when I spoke to him. Right. And he was, you know, before he disappeared and went off the grid. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he was, he was like, no, seen him and stuff, thinks, thinks he's dreadful. Oh, dear. I, I mean, right. he, doesn't, he doesn't blow my mind. He's not, like, the most amazing actor, singer, dancer I've ever witnessed. Well, no, you've seen your own show. He does, he does it all right. He does okay. He's not, he's not painful to watch. Those are the worst ones, the celebs that appear on stage and they are bad and you're Cringe, like... yeah. I mean, there's normally... If a celeb is doing it, there's normally someone who is unknown through from drama school who would yeah. have done it better. But yeah. the worst thing is when it's a celeb doing it and they're bad and you're like, I can't even see why you've chosen them. They're just... No. It's just a celebrity factor, isn't it? Yeah. So. But that does... I mean, they do it for a reason. They do it because people come to see them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, themselves, the producers was really interesting because, like, the contrast between, like, the, the leads uh, who, like, I can't tell you their names because, I like, the billing was all the celebrity names and stuff. Um, the actual, like, the other leads who weren't celebrities was so much stronger. Like they were the in entertainment of the show was just like from them. And it felt terrible to like, just sort of only know the names of the average celebrities who just about kind of managed. Um, but that's the world, you know. So, so these 300 pound shows you're going to see with all your money, Steve, um, yeah, how, how are they good celebrities or are they actual proper theatre? Which one's this? The three hundred pound shows that you go and see in Broadway. What are these? I didn't go and see them. Oh, okay. As I said, we we didn't go to see any of the three hundred pound oh. ones. We went to see we went to see plays that cost like thirty quid, and yeah. I saw Bruce Willis do um, oh the one in the cabin where with the crazy it was originally a Stephen King novel oh what's it called Dreamcatcher no where he's he's a writer and she's like obsessed with him and then she like breaks his leg so he can't escape oh I don't Don't know know Stephen King's written entirely too much stuff for me to be able to know that is a true true fact is it a lot that is true oh that's really going to annoy me but Uh, is it called The Cabin it literally just no. called the cabin. I've seen the cabin oh. in the woods. That's a good film. It's nothing to do with that. It's just a good film. So the only thing I can think of is Dreamcatcher, where they're in a cabin in the woods for one of the one of the bits, but mm. I can't think of anything else. Maybe. I, 
I've uh, not read Stephen King for a long time. And I've not watched any films for a long time. Okay. So mints yeah. and I can't the, even do it. What's the film, the show we saw that had Bruce Willis in it? Um, is that, oh God, what's it called? One I word. Know, I know what you did last summer. That's one word. <laughs> one word. Misery. 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 Oh, it sounds uplifting. <laughs> it's one of those, well, it's Stephen King. You know, it's, it's one of those feel-good tales. <laughs> um, it, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, and, um, yeah, Bruce Willis was awesome in it. We saw him in it. Um, and the actress was famous as well, but I can't remember her name. Not famous but, in it. Um, yeah, and then we saw Matthew Broderick in... I won't remember the name of it. It was basically one where there was a human acting like a dog. Nice. Right. Sounds like his kind of thing. But, um, so he was the owner and there was a woman who was like acting like a dog and she basically, obviously, but she spoke, so he couldn't hear her, what she was saying, but she was obviously like, saying all the things that a dog would think. Right. Quite entertaining. That I've sounds quite interesting. But, um, so they were saying things they couldn't understand what each other said, basically, but they were. Yeah, Matthew Broderick, Bruce Willis in a play, cost me 30 quid. You can go and see, like, um, a, a Broadway musical, £300. Wow. Yeah. Like, well, we could go and see 10 plays, or we could go and see one musical. Yeah, I'd rather okay. see plays. So, so what would you do if everything including the plays all cost 300 pounds would you see nothing or would you see something for 300 i would see nothing for 300 <laughs> so there's there's a limit to how much i'd pay to go to the, for the theater experience yeah yeah i, see, I love I, the theater don't get me wonder. wrong but there is a limit to how much money it would like would put me off i, I, don't know, I, I went, mm. went to see come from away for eight for £16, I think it was. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I remember your review of that, because I'm um, literally a couple of days after you did your review for the last podcast for it, um, I heard about it all over the radio. Literally, there's loads of... Like, yeah, radio it exploded. You started a yeah. thing. Uh, it, right? this podcast, no, one, no one had heard of it. No one had heard of it. They heard our podcast and exploded. Yeah. Now everyone's going to see it. Yep, that's it. Absolutely. So, you know, you wanna, you, you're in charge of marketing. Probably not for shows, because they're <laughs> all dead, but... You want to market something else that still exists? Get in touch with us. What about last product from that fake ad? You should definitely get on that. Yeah, we'll get your job done. There's, love there's that. A, a real ad for yeah. you. <laughs> so, yeah, see how that goes. So, we've also ourselves, uh, theatre-wise, we've got the Panther coming up. That is yeah. probably the only thing I've got going on now. Anything for you guys? Um, you got, you yeah, I, I, I absolutely don't have anything going on. I also... I, I don't intend to get involved in anything until I'm vaccinated, basically. Why is that? David has booked, he's booked a show for next year, but I don't feel as a, as a non-leader of the pocket theater, I know we're the pocket podcast, but he is King pocket himself. And I feel like I can't disclose any information without knowing whether I'm I'm able to, I'm sure he wouldn't care if I did. Right. That's all right. right We can just bleep it out. So he's, but yeah, did a, did a bleep. <laughs> James Big Bleeper, James Big Bleeper. Yeah, so you tell a load of classified pocket information and then I bleep out anything I think shouldn't be told. And uh, then David finds out later that I bleeped all the wrong things out and it's let all the cats out of the bag and it's a disaster. And then he comes, he comes to the next one. It's a, it's a little known fact that Pocket Theatre is uh, run, um, the, 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 the money from Pocket Theatre comes, comes from, from drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
that's one there surgically like inserted into animals to cross borders i love that that's cute fluffy one yeah definitely like like little 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 like five six-year-old children are given pickaxes and sent into mines to like get the drugs (laughs) (laughs) that's where you think drugs come from i know where the drugs come from They mine cocaine like it's chalk. Probably, yeah. They just like chunk off like those big bricks of cocaine out of the side (laughs) of the wall of like a a mine. Uh, That brings a whole new meaning to Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs now. (laughs) The dwarfs are so good. That explains their symptoms, I can tell you that much. 100%. Um, you know, um, we watched. I'm I'm currently watching my way through the Disney. Me and Kay are doing one, one Disney film. So we watch one of our, we're working through our DVD collection on a Friday night. And on a Sunday afternoon, we watch a uh, a Disney film and we're working through Disney Plus from like the beginning of like the classics. So are you going chronologically or? Does it have Song of the South on it? Song of the South? Um, I I did see that one actually, but uh, I don't know if it's on Disney Plus. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if it was. There are some things missing. But I'm, I mean, we're only watching the sort of classics and we're skipping every ones that we don't want to watch. Like the really random ones. Like what? But, um, the Black Hole. But we watched, so we started with Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs because mm-hmm. that was totally good. the first. The first yeah. Traumatising kids with that nightmare sequence since 1950, yeah. whatever. It's earlier than that, isn't it? Is it 40s? Watching it back. I haven't watched that film since I was about four and it was, it was like... I remember being traumatized yep. as a kid. Yeah, me too. And, I was, and all the bits, like, as I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, I remember this bit. And I remember as a kid, it like terrifying me. Anything to do that when, when, the, when the queen turns into the witch, yep. that whole sequence where she transforms, I like came rushing back to me, literally. Yeah, like, a, a, like poison apple As a kid, I was like traumatized. Wow. It's terrifying. I never watched anything that's done that to me, I don't think, that I remember. Maybe I should watch things that scare me as a kid. I should watch Gremlins again. That was something that scared me as a kid. <laughs> oh, I love <laughs> Gremlins. I still, yeah. oh, Gremlins is such a good film. I've not and watched it as an adult. Both. Oh, you've got to watch them. I watch them like every year because I'm on at Christmas every year. They are, and I've never... Well, I've ne- I used to work in retail, so I never had any time to watch Christmas movies because I was literally working throughout the whole of Christmas. It's amazing how many Christmas movies there are with that exact premise as well. Like you're missing films about characters with your life. There's so many Christmas films where the character's busy working through Christmas because they like are trying to like earn enough money to get presents for their kids and stuff. And then they they end up being able to enjoy Christmas because they get taken in a sleigh to the North Pole or some shit. Did that not happen to you when you were working at Christmas? <laughs> no, no, oh, not quite. Films um, lied to me. No, I'm t- I'm too busy in the in the the mines, probably, you know, getting, yeah. getting the cocaine, getting the drugs out. Hey, a lot of people ask for cocaine for Christmas, probably. Brilliant, that's brilliant. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Every yeah. year as a kid, that was on my Christmas list. Never got it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I just got chalk every time. I got talcum powder. I got talcum powder. <laughs> Cleverly disguised. I wonder if there are like people in the world who have like blackboards and they like write on it with what they think is chalk and it's actually cocaine. 
Why would you solidify into that kind of solid mass? I don't know about the, the solidification characteristics of cocaine. I think I've probably given away. But you've just given away that you do know. No, why, I, I, why I, do you know that? Yeah. Well, no, we understand cocaine's a powder, isn't it? So why would you condense it and smash it into a piece of chalk so you could... supposed to hide it, I suppose that's an idea, but then the user... It's very, that's very problematic. Would they use a grater or something? Yeah, they have a little cheese grater, a cheese complimentary. Grater. Mm. Mm-hmm. You get a little bag <laughs> and you get a little cheese grater. And it's like the Buy setup is so stuff. good. You just grate, you, grate your, you grate your cocaine onto the tabletop and then you use your credit card or whatever. <laughs> or whatever, like you don't know. It's like, so, yeah, you know, films you know that have bit. told me. Films have told me that you, you make it into lines and then... If you're Scarface, you then just like dump your face into a mound of white stuff, and yeah, that's know. how you do it. That's the civilized way. Yeah, murdered by a load of people with assault rifles. <laughs> oh that's, dear, that's the drugs life. <laughs> it's a drugs life. Exactly that's the Pixar like. film. That's the new Disney one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, yeah, um, I, watched, so what, uh, I watched Pinocchio today. That's a good nice. film. I like that. Which is which was the second one on the list, but that uh, yeah, that, I'd, I'd never seen it before. Oh, I mean, wow. that's quite traumatic a, in places, I think, isn't it? There's a lot of Disney films I haven't seen, and Pinocchio is one of them. Pinocchio is actually a solid film. It's a good, like good one. A yeah. I mean, there's was, bits, yeah, there's bits people forget about it, because there's like the, the whole thing with the boys... The boys smoking. Scroll, this, yeah. And the, the I crazy that, that giant animatronic yeah. smoking person. Yeah we, yeah, we were watching it, and you know the island, um, the island of... Paradise Island that they get sent to, yeah, where yeah. they get turned into the donkeys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they, I forgot about the donkeys. On, on that island, obviously, it's all about them being naughty kids. Yeah. And so they're the kids that bunked off school, and they put them in this place. And in one of the places, no word of a lie, one of the rooms that they get put into, they're like, "Oh yeah, let's go into this room." They run in, and there's this big machine on the wall that just like flings out cigars, and all these kids are like grabbing cigars and smoking cigars, and you're like. These are a load of kids bunking yeah. off school. And now, yeah. <laughs> now they're all in this room being thrown cigars. I was like, I love this. Yeah, Bring yeah. back 1940 when you could do that. And they suffer <laughs> for it. They sin. Got turned into donkeys. They do. It's they like, all get turned into donkeys. And get... I love that. Because I was like, I don't remember how this resolves itself. It doesn't. All those kids that get taken away yeah. as donkey, just they, they just get taken away. They never yeah. come back. That's no, welcome, to, welcome to the real world. Yeah, absolutely. Some, <laughs> yeah. Of, some of the like, early Disney stuff is horrific. So if you look back at it as an adult now, like, oh my God, they actually did that. It's horrific. Because yeah. weren't they drinking as well? Weren't they drinking alcohol? Weren't they drinking beer? Yeah, yeah, they're drinking beer, smoking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and these like 12-year-olds. Yeah, they're like yeah. kids that are bunking off school. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Like the how, yeah, like some, of the, some of the stuff Disney did in the, young, in the early years, I can understand being quite traumatic. Yeah, yeah, I know. Just for, for comparing it to modern standards, though, you'd you'd be really like, actually, I can't really let my kids watch this because this is pretty bad. <laughs> True. Oh, I yeah. love it. And like things like Fantasia, some of the some of the scenes in that are kind of that's next on our list. Terrifying. I've yeah. never seen it. Have you not? Again, I've never seen it, so it's next on our list, and I'm pumped. Yeah, oh, it's a good, good it's a good one. It's one of my early favourites. Yeah, Kate said it's good. She's yeah, but uh, quite, I say quite a lot of the scenes in in some of the older Disney stuff. You, I, looking back now in my memory, I'm, I'm probably not not remembering it like absolutely 100 percent correctly, but thinking, oh my god, there's some really like traumatic or horrific stuff that they have put in those films. Yeah, and yeah, if you think about the context, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, 
Carry on. I'm loving watching them back for that reason because you, yeah. you say you kind of have a like I'd seen Snow White and all these things when I was a kid, like a young young kid. Yeah, and you have like a really vague recollection of yeah, what yeah. happens, and, and it's great going back and watching them all because you're like, it, it all. You're like, oh my god, I remember this bit. You suddenly remember it vividly, and you're like, it all kind of comes flooding back. Yeah, definitely I love it. I just, th- I just think it's like if you think about like again comparing those films to modern day standards, you'd look back and think to yourself, well, hang on a second, Sleeping Beauty was what eleven, Snow White was twelve. Some of these situations they're being put in as as young. They girl. were, yeah, True. yeah. It's, I don't think it's, ever, it's never specified in the film, is it? But yeah, when you read up on it, yeah, that it's, is the age that they are. Yeah, and you think about the situation they're being put through, it's like wicked I mean, stepmother poisoning their step. The twelve-year-old stepdaughter with an apple. Yeah. It's like, I oh mean, my god! If anything, Disney are very, very light on the details of fairy tales. Like the yeah. the reality of the folk stories is is oh, yeah. deliberately brutal. Pocahontas. Well, yeah, the, the witch is in a um, or the queen when she's still the queen is in her thing, and she's like, "Bring me her heart." Yeah. As a kid, being like, "What?" And then he and then the the huntsman comes up and he's got that a knife and he comes up behind her and obviously he goes, "Can't do it." Yeah, but you're like for that moment, you're like, okay, she's asked for his heart, and he's now brandishing a knife behind her. Yeah, great. But like, I cried when I first watched Lion King. Oh, that is brutal, though. That's... Yeah, move faster. Think about... Yeah, but if you think about it, like that, that it's a it's a it's a, ra- uh, a normal trope that um, Disney use of a parent's going to be dead. Do you, do you know what I mean? Throughout. Oh, it's, it's, it's good emotional ground to exploit. Yeah. It's like, what, what can we go for that's going to tug on people's heartstrings? We'll kill the parents. Yeah, but it's, it's almost every film. Yeah. That's the trouble. It's oh, always going to be, there's doing. always a step, step dad or step mum. Or, Don't even get me started oh, yeah. on Bambi. Yeah, Bambi. Yeah, the whole, <laughs> that whole situation. Mufasa. Yeah. Um, even at the beginning of Frozen, you've got it in Dory. Uh, not Dory, um, Finding Nemo. Do you know what I mean? All of them, they, they just repeat this trope of well, what we do to really set up the story. I don't know, let's kill a parent. Done. Yep. <laughs> Done. Straight away. Ground Lion King is the worst, though, because it, it doesn't do it right at the start. It like, gets you to like Mufasa and then yeah. kills him. Yeah. Spoilers yeah. for anyone obviously listening to the podcast who hasn't seen Lion King. Has seen Lion King. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah, think... spoilers, spoilers for Hamlet as well, since it's like the same story. With... They even it ramped is, up yeah. the emotional intensity from Hamlet. Because in Hamlet, <laughs> he's dead at the beginning, and Lion King writers were just like, "Oh no, we can do better than this. We can get can people like, like him first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I say I, that's one of the ones I did cry at because literally it was quite heartbreaking when when he died. But like with Bambi, because it happened like right at the beginning. You know when you you don't you're not quite settled into the movie yet. You haven't really quite got into it. So you don't really kind of like know what's going on. Where that happens early, so early on, I didn't feel anything very much. Yeah. But then with Mufasa, where you've built up and you've kind of got into it, you're already like comfy and watching the film and kind of you're in that escapism. It happens in the middle and you're like, oh my God, this is actual feelings are happening now because you've kind of, made, you're fully immersed in the, in the program. My favourite thing, I think, looking back on a lot of them, is the way that the villains die. That's always yeah. brutal. And I love that. I love the way they always die. Like, the Lion King is, is an example of a really, yeah. like that, he, when Palmer. he obviously Scar falls down the, into the thing and then all the hyenas come and then you just see the, the shadow yes. image yeah. of them eating him and you're like, that's brutal. Yeah. They always <clears> do it. themselves as well. They always, <laughs> they, it's always like only their fault that they end up dying somehow. Oh yeah. 
That's the, yeah. that's the kind of moral. Yeah, they're never murdered by the. Yeah. yeah, it's always like, I'm gonna kill you. Oh no, that is for like, like well, just watch Snow White. She's pushing the rock, isn't she, onto the dwarves? The dwarves are chasing her away because she's poisoned Snow White. Yeah, she's pushing a massive boulder onto them. Lightning strikes the the like mountain that she stood on, and the rocks crumble away, and she falls. Yeah. So it was her fault because she was trying to kill the the dwarves. Yep. Yeah. So I think, the, I think the, the Disney does do that. That the the villains get their comeuppance in a in a good way. In quite a I lot think of that's kind of the Disney secret, really, is having that really strong formula, like emotional um, narrative going on underneath everything. Is like it sets it apart from a lot of other films which don't have that emotional punch to them. It's a good strategy. Mm. That said, though, my favourite Disney film doesn't have so much of that because it's The Emperor's New Groove and nobody's parents die in that. I've never I seen love that. that film. It is that the was, best a massive, films ever. It was a massive flop, wasn't it? It was a uh, massive at the time. Well, I think it, it, yeah, it flopped way worse than it should have done. If you haven't seen it, when you've got to, it's a yeah. brilliant film. It's so good. It's one of the Such funniest films film. I've ever seen. Oh, it's hilarious. It's so funny. But it, it the... just, yeah, it flopped. It just didn't didn't sell well. It didn't get good reviews. Not enough dead parents. It's it's based just, yeah. Christian, is it based on a Christian story? Mm, um, yeah. So it's based on... What is it based on? It is based on something. Because it's... I'm trying to remember because I haven't seen it in ages. Yeah. But he's like a really vain yeah. emperor. Oh, it could be then. He gets turned into a llama. Right. Like and... So then, like, through his journey of... He's also trying to be killed by someone who wants to take over the his kingdom. Yeah. Um, and he kind of, along the journey... He wants and, to destroy the man's village. Oh, here we go. Doesn't he? Because he wants right. to do the swimming pool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the planning permission. He's the only one who is nice to him, and then he realises life is about not being a f***ing thing. <laughs> well, okay. C-bomb's just been dropped on the podcast. <laughs> I didn't hear it, so it's fine. Okay. <laughs> right then. <laughs> I know. But yeah. Yeah, so he's yeah, he wants to like build his pool on right, poor people's that. property. Yeah. Like smash down their houses and build a pool, whereas they're like, Well, that's my house and he's like, I don't care. And then by the end of it, he's obviously like turned himself around. But he he like he he's a brilliant character. It's got a great villain in it. The villain's Wrong. psychic. Kronk is the best character in all of cinematic history. He's like the most lovable, technically bad character you've ever seen. He's Yzma, Yzma, who I love as a villain, is her like comedy sidekick. Right. Kronk. I didn't know whether it was based on on the Emperor's New Clothes, like Hans Christian Andersen. I don't think it is. It doesn't really correlate, I think. Okay. No. That's why I to, I'm sure it's based on something. Might be, it might be loosely based on that, essentially. Yeah, he's technically yeah. not wearing clothes when he's a llama. Because <laughs> you said like he was vain and stuff, wasn't he? he was, I, and I didn't know whether that was part of it. True. So I, 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, there's just a lot of really like the absurd comedy that they managed to find. Yeah, his journey is just off the chart. There's this whole sequence, uh, which makes no sense in like terms of the story, 
where like they're in a restaurant and they have like this fast scene where they're all sort of trying to, he's trying to hide his llama and then he yeah. ends up working in yes. the kitchen and taking orders. It's literally oh, I... like out of a pantomime. It makes no oh, sense. That's brilliant. And they're all trying to avoid each other. They're going through this rotating door, like making and like making orders and making changes without spotting yeah. each other and stuff. It, I think that is probably the most underrated Disney film. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely, if I could choose to watch any Disney film, I would choose that like every time. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand I that. Yeah, well, yeah, um, <clears throat> maybe that's one for for Boog and David to to base a new. Uh, Oh, Emperor's <laughs> New Groove, the panto with a llama costume. <gasps> oh, I mean, yeah. That would be so good. And the restaurant scene. I could see that working. Just like chucking food on the audience. Oh, man, that would yeah. be good. Going back be... to the parents thing, though, Kay, um, when we were watching Pinocchio, yeah. I said to Kay, because she was like, oh, I don't remember this, because she she'd never seen it before. And I knew what happened anyway. I knew like that Geppetto gets swallowed by the whale and I knew yeah. the, the donkey thing. I knew, I basically knew it. I'd just never seen it. And I said to Kay, um, like going, do, do you know what happens to Geppetto? Thinking, you know, um, he gets swallowed by the whale. Thinking, wonder if she knows that. I said, do you know what happens to Geppetto? And she went, he dies, I assume. <laughs> and I was like, that is, that is a classic Disney. <laughs> but no, he doesn't die. <laughs> Yeah, just, end, just at the end, he finds finds Pinocchio and dies. Yeah, he's but a, no, he okay. doesn't. That doesn't happen. Fair enough. No one dies in Pinocchio, but as I say, just a load of kids get taken off and abducted. You turn into donkeys. Turn into donkeys. Used as slaves, like some yeah. kind of the, the political, trait. political <laughs> message going on there, probably. There is, yeah. Oh, there's a lot of like political messaging in a lot of Disney. And yeah, you've got to be really wary of a lot of it now. Yeah, I love it. I love it, though. I love finding that stuff. Yeah, true. It's okay. I see what they're doing here. I, I couldn't believe, like, when I really figured out the age of the villains, because what opened my eyes to it was I, I started um, learning about old radio comedy shows in America, like the Jack Benny program, which had Phil Harris as a guest a lot. Yeah, uh, and also Andy Dufresne, and so Phil Harris was Baloo in Jungle Book, and Andy Dufresne was Friar Tuck in Robin Hood. I love Robin Hood. That's got to be on your list, yeah, surely, Steve. And, and so I suddenly, I, there. Yeah, that's brilliant. I put those films into the context of like these like nineteen forties and fifties like radio comedies, and it really changed like the way that I watched the film. It was quite interesting to like. I just had it so far off in terms of like what context to put it in in terms of like I thought it was 40 50 years younger than it actually was yeah there's a thing right now Robin Hood was one I completely forgot about there's quite a few old old films that I actually like to go back and watch now yeah but I said some of them do feel a bit maybe modernized like Frozen when I first watched it, it seemed familiar, even though it's, it is different and there's like all the new songs and stuff in it. It had that real Disney feel to it from like, I've, this story is familiar because it's Disney. Do you know what I mean? Does yeah. That... They're yeah. doing something right. Yeah. They've definitely got a package that works, haven't they? It's definitely something yeah. to do with death and trauma. That's, there's I'm, no doubt about that. I've already, already started planning my uh, next Disney holiday. I'm going to Florida again in two years time. 
I've always started planning that holiday. I, I literally, when I left Disneyland, Florida, I, that was, that was, I got off the plane in England and that, that had already been planned as my next holiday. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It is, isn't it? It's just nothing like it. No. It's the best holiday. I wouldn't yep. ever want to go anywhere else ever again. Nope. I don't think, I think me and Kay are both like, we're, we're obviously we'll go to Canada to see a brother. Yeah. But. Uh, any other holidays we'll just go to disney just the the, so the showmanship is the the atmosphere is fantastic i mean everything is escapism yeah you absolutely. just feel like that, like going on holiday is a form of escapism you're lying yeah. you know on a beach or whatever yeah. and you you just forget about the world but disney's like the next level of escapism yeah you're in disney and you just you forget that the world exists outside of Disney and that people aren't just singing and dancing down the street. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. It is awesome. See, it's yeah. weird. I, I went to Florida and had the holiday of my life in Florida, but I didn't actually go to Disneyland. I went to the Space Center. But it was still like the holiday of my life. That place has a bloody monopoly on like theme park-esque places that are just yeah, like... Yeah, Florida is awesome. Well, we, I mean, we tend to go to... Uh, Disney and Universal because obviously it's right next door and it also has brilliant rides. The Universal is just a bit more commercial. So although they have great rides, like the Simpsons ride is one of my hands down favorite rides that I've been on out there. I just love that ride. I love a good, I'm not a massive fan of roller coasters and stuff. So I love a good simulator and they have some brilliant ones out there. The Avatar ride, which is Disney. Yeah. That, if you're going out to Disney and you haven't been on that, you have to. That is an incredible ride. Oh, it's the best ride in the whole of Disney, yeah. hands down at the moment. Yeah. We even went on the new Star Wars one that I just when I came back last time, and I said I came off it and thought, nope, I'd rather go back to the Avatar ride. It's the yeah. Avatar ride is just hands down the best ride in the whole of it's the park. Incredible! It is yeah. like next level simulation. Yeah, just for just for um, what it is, um, uh, James, is that you you smell things, you see things, you hear things. It's all like a virtual reality almost nice. simulated bike ride that you're on, but you feel like you're on the back of a, a banshee, which is one of the things from Avatar, and you can feel it between your legs breathing. <laughs> That's how like how they how much they thought about this ride. Excellent. It is so immersive in the fact that you feel it breathing between your legs. You you hit you smell the grass as you go over the, the meadows. You smell the sea as you go over the sea. It, really, really well done. That's awesome. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah, just it's the a, magic Disney. I love it out there. Yep, absolutely. Um, so. And as I say, like Universal has some great rides as well. But the thing that I find about Universal is is Disney it's that whole thing of like the the people who work they're all deemed as cast members they're not staff yeah. Yeah. and they all have to make sure everyone is having the best time and yeah. you just feel that like walking down the streets everyone is so friendly yeah smiling you work there and they just want to do everything to make you have the best time yeah. and we went to universal and we spoke to some of the staff there and they're just like theme park staff, staff. yeah like, they're just like yeah yeah whatever don't really care you're here, you've spent your billion pounds to come in. Yeah. And then they're not, like, they're just, there's no heart behind it. No. Whereas Disney, Disney the so Disney well. staff are just phenomenal. Like, Absolutely. Hands down the best staff in the world. And yeah. they just make, they just, it's just, as, a, as you said earlier about whole, the whole package of it. Yeah. It's the ride. 
the atmosphere, it's the staff or the cast members, as they call yeah. them. It's the night shows, the parade. Yeah. There's just nothing wrong with it. No, you can't. You can't it's, it's, it. Apart from the price, you can't find fault. Apart from the price, yeah. I could probably is, knock that down by a yeah. grand. But. Yeah. I mean, I go, I, I've gone every, I went two years ago, no, last year. I went two years before that and I went four years before that. Um, and I could not now think about spending money on any other holiday. That's the only holiday I will spend money on now. Everything else is going to yeah. be cheapest chips until yeah. I can afford to go to Disney again. And I'll say There's that's someone good. who um, I work with and she like deems herself a massive Disney fan. Yeah. And, and every year, bar none, every single year wow. she goes to Disneyland Paris. Oh, okay. Have you ever been to Disneyland Paris? No, I haven't. But it, I, I, it, If you've been to Disneyland Florida... I'd say to anyone who hasn't been to any Disneyland, yeah. go to Disneyland Paris. It's yeah. way more affordable and it's yeah. still a nice experience. Yeah. If you've been to Disneyland Florida, don't bother. No. Because you can go and you will be disappointed. Yeah. Because you expect what Disneyland Florida is and it's like half the size, probably well, less than that. Is yeah. it like uh, Euro Itchy and Scratchy Land? <laughs> Do what? Euro Itchy and Scratchy Land. <laughs> That's exactly Come on, it. my children need wine. Sure <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what that episode was based on. That episode. I mean, like, I, I can relate to most of what you said because I've seen that Simpsons episode a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is literally 100% hands down. If you, go, if you haven't been, don't bother way. Yeah, you I know. I, 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 I have been told that already and I, I, I can completely understand it. I mean, like I said, yeah. the, the Florida package is second to none i mean food shows like you said it's everything is there there's there's nothing you couldn't could want it's all it's all there and if you want to go sunbathing or whatever do like that kind of beach holiday they've got fake beaches that you can just go to and have the yeah. fake beach holiday do you know what yeah. i mean it's so you've got everything you, you could possibly want and in the area if you've like if you had enough disney because sometimes you can have too much disney I, I, I do think you can there's other things you can go to like you said you've got universal you've got the like water parks the sea parks um yeah. you've got things like discovery cove that are fantastic mm-hmm. there's all that kind of stuff as well i mean it works out to be a very expensive holiday if you do it all but um it's fantastic and i wouldn't yeah. imagine anywhere else I should, uh, yeah, there is one problem, which is, uh, just as we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast, uh, Disney World is also uh, dead. It is. Well, it's not going to, yeah, it's closed. <laughs> theme parks are also theme dead. Theme parks are dead. So I think, I think now Disney you've worked up your appetite for going to the best theme parks, uh, just remember, they're all dead. <laughs> Along with you cannot go. No bother. Stay at home <laughs> and okay. wish you were there. I- we, we were looking at it because we were like, it has reopened. We were like, you can like now book. Yeah. And then you look at it and it's like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. Like none of yeah. the parades are happening. None of the, like everything's happening. Like the rides are yeah. only like a fraction of the rides that are actually open because they can feasibly get people on them. Yeah. You know, safely. While yep. Safely and, and far enough apart. Um, yeah. There's just, and you kind of read what you can do there during covid and you're like yeah that's not worth it (laughs) yeah because you said like it's worth it for the whole package and yeah going out there to go on like four rides yeah you need to have the full package yeah so we're 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 waiting to see if it opens up properly and if it doesn't we'll we'll postpone i mean we'll just save the money up because it's obviously quite expensive yeah we'll save the money up, and then as soon as it is open we'll then go yeah 
So uh, we, we're sort of reaching the end of our second 40 minutes and it's been a lot of doom and gloom. Uh, we're good for another 40 minutes because I think we should, try and, we should try and approach things that people actually can do, things that actually do exist in the world today. They can watch a lot of theatre online. There's been a lot of services now that are streaming, or not streaming, but uh, sending the recordings of things to... Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's what, I was, that's what I was going to segue into is yeah. sort of filmmaking... Filmmaking's out as well. I'm an, act- I'm an actor. That's my main, main job. And we're not doing anything at the moment. Nothing's happening. That is true. But <laughs> there is some filmmaking happening. As, uh, uh, yeah. The I high think... budget stuff with the high budget actors. But like none of the... Not like my, yeah. my level. We're not getting anything at the moment. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I've got, had two auditions in the last two months. That's it. <laughs> yeah. It's cra- crazy. But and those are apparently sets. for like adverts and things. Film sets are empty. Yeah. Um, soap, soap sets are they're well, looking at doing it like one-on-one filming and they're looking at it's a very expensive way of doing it I have been have... I have been watching Staged on the BBC I've oh, you... like yeah. not seen it it's that's a very interesting one uh, so like the post-lockdown application of acting and you know theatrical stuff it's quite an interesting one but we're about to run out of time so I'll stop this and start another meeting I've literally missed that what happened? Uh, Donald Trump got a massive penis by winning. We had a fake product. Ad. Oh, we had I see. Fake ad again. Oh, I, can, I see. I was going to say, did he did he buy the product? He must have done. That's great. It's great. Good for him. Good for him. Side effects include only being able to fill stadiums a third of their capacity and well, not to be fair, he was screwed there, wasn't he? Because that was a and also at reducing your IQ to four. <laughs> Oh. oh my gosh! I, I, I mean, I'd like to say he's going to get screwed over and everything's going to collapse around him. He's not. He's going to win. Yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's looking very bad. Like it's, it's, it's in terms very of how bad. Things gone for him, like in the past, <laughs> he's down a lot of his luck at the moment. People genuinely are really, really angry with the way he's doing things. And the, I, I was calculating a little bit of rough back of the napkin maths on coronavirus in America. And it's entirely plausible they could see a million deaths with the approach yeah. that they currently have. Yeah. Trouble is, for, the, for this particular, for this particular situation, it's not what he's doing that's putting off the thing, like that's going to lose him the vote. It's what his competition's doing. So his competition is just feeding people back into his hands. Um, less so than before, though. I think. I think there's. Yeah, I, I've got the impression that that Biden's a little bit calmer and is willing to let him kind of shoot himself in the foot more. Do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon. He's a, he's yeah, a, a bit, he's he's a bit more patient. I think he's a bit more. I think patient. as well. Like it was so close. It was like Brexit, wasn't it? It was like fifty-two percent or something ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, he actually, he, yeah, he lost the popular vote. He did. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> he won by such a small amount. <clears throat> And it sort of stemmed from, of course, he's got his crazy followers who are like, Donald Trump is God. Yeah. But like the, the majority of America, same as Britain, are going to be in that middle ground of not yeah. extreme one way or the other, but that kind of undecided middle ground. And it's all yeah. of those people that during this time will go, Donald Trump's made an absolute mess of this. He's a freaking nut job. Yeah. And, and move away from him. I mean, so we, I think, I mean, I've read a lot of articles about it and they, they all kind of say he's, he has screwed himself over and he's probably going to be in a position where he'll go down and he'll drag everyone who's been alongside him the whole time. Oh, the second he starts being him. president, he's going to jail. 
Like that's that's pretty much guaranteed by the report, yeah, that he had on that like that Mueller report a while ago. Basically said that the reason he's not being charged with crimes is because he's the president. Yeah, like he explicitly just said that. He'll have, he'll have immunity though once he leaves. Once he leaves office, uh, I don't think so. I think he has to be given it by whoever follows him. Oh, okay. Don't quite know how it works. I mean, they've got like a, a two two body political system, aren't they? Republican and de- Democrat. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, Whereas I we... think you are, you have to be pardoned by the person who oh, follows enough. you, and he won't be. No, unless it's a Republican, not. which it will not be. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, do you not think? I don't like his chances that much. The thing I, that really makes me think that he's uh, in trouble is that his base. So there's going to be a huge like unimaginably huge crisis in America over coronavirus because if they shut down, then economically they have no safety net. If they don't shut down, like potentially a million people die. So it's like um, that crisis is going to hit his base the hardest. So they are going to be the ones that suffer the most. The idea that they won't eventually turn on him, I I find that so hard to believe. Mm. The other thing as well is the only reason he won this one, I think, was because he was up against Hillary Clinton. Because if you, mm. the, I spoke to a few, or, and I know people who spoke to a few Americans after it happened and said, what are your thoughts on Trump? And they pretty much unanimously all said the same thing, was they voted for him because they didn't want her. It was like the lesser of two evils in their mind, which in hindsight... I would that's, like to think that they've gone. That's very one. much mirrors ours, isn't it? Because people voted for <laughs> Boris because they didn't want. Um, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, it's the modern. And we have no, no one decent. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's. This is why I think. This is why I think he's going to win again this time because people <clears throat> don't want communism. And I think because they like Corbyn and um, Biden have both been kind of labelled as communists. I think that's putting a lot of people off. So I think it's that that's going to going to tip tip um, tip people over the edge and back into Trump's court. Plus the mm. fact that um, some of the stuff that Biden has done with the kind of he's lost he's losing the black vote, which would have been his saving grace. Um, but I think that he's lost it because of the, because of his comments around the other day. If you don't vote for me, you're not black. Do you know what I mean? That's like the worst thing you could possibly say. What was he thinking? Yeah, he's. If it's a competition about who's going to like try to lose the black vote more, I think Trump can win that competition. I don't think he, uh, if you look at the, 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 the facts, the actual facts, black unemployment is, is down. It's, it's, uh, employment is better for black people. Generally, their situation is getting better. Uh, yeah, but that's that's all falling apart right now. That's like, the whole get the, the whole country is falling apart right now. Like economically, it isn't. If you look at the economics, it's not. Yes, um, socially no, the, and um, in in um, uh, the societal stuff possibly yeah. is. That would be that's because it. the numbers haven't come through yet. Because a ton of people are now unemployed. Are they? And it's oh, getting okay. and they're getting hit hard. In you know, like the less well off the communities are, the harder they get hit. Yeah, yeah. And oh, totally. uh, you know, the the economics in America, whatever's been the case recently, is going to be long forgotten by the time uh, they have an election. I say I haven't there's, watched the the latest results. Oh, there's a very, like there's a very serious. Day. I mean, the crisis is all over the world, but America oh, yeah, is going to get yeah. hit so hard, and it will it will segregate along racial lines because the society is unequal. So, um, yeah, it's, I think uh, that's all going to just be irrelevant. It's going to be washed away by what comes 
around the corner. We're already seeing the effects of it. Like, you know, all over the world, people are applying for unemployment. And yeah. in America, they don't have a good safety net. So a lot of no. people are not going, they're going to apply for unemployment. They're not necessarily going to get the support they need. No. All America has done is give everyone like a promise of like a check of like $1,200, which is going to be absolutely nothing in the long We've- run. We're lucky in that sense that we've got actually a, a very good blend of kind of um, socialist policies and capitalist policies that kind of blend quite well together. Uh, like you said, that our socialist policies are kind of our safety net, whereas America haven't got that socialist safety net as much. Um, yes, absolutely. So we're quite lucky in that in that sense. Our government needs a kick up the arse. Though. It needs a massive shift. We need yes. someone just new and yeah. different and. Yeah, outspoken, well spoken, to just come in, truthful, honest. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The bit that always puts me off is when a reporter asks a very straightforward question that could be given a straightforward answer, and they just go, "Well, talking about this, this, isn't this? That's not what I asked you. Just, just answer the question. This is a yes or no answer. What is the? What is this?" Yeah. Well, let me talk. No, no, no. I don't think you can ever, I don't think you can find a politician that would do that though, because they are actively trained not to, because they're trying not to give sound bites. It's like a defense from being able to be quoted in like online media as like a five second answer. Let's let's be honest now. If if it's being recorded by multiple sources and you can put out the original recording, if someone does the sound bite, you could sue them. Okay, make a little bit of money. Plus, put the original bit out there just to make a lot of media stuff as well. It doesn't work. Like, for example, take someone who did try that approach, who, like, Corbyn's a good example. Didn't work for him at all. He was always getting caught with his foot in his mouth. Yeah. Well, Trump did the reverse, didn't he? Trump did a little sound, a little bite thing of the the two kids hugging down the street um, and did the put the racist slur on it. And he's been absolutely slated now. And the original yeah, well, video. the interesting thing about Trump is he does the sound bites almost the opposite way, where he goes yeah. so extreme that he gets away with it because we all get bored of those ridiculous sound bites. He didn't get away with it though, did he? Oh, he's been he absolutely slated for what he's done. He gets away with everything. Like he gets slated, but that just gives him more publicity. The thing that's going to finish him is his base <laughs> turning on him. Like until his base turn on him, he's invulnerable. Like well, it doesn't like matter what the media have been saying for all this time. Yeah, it's he literally needs his base to turn on him, but they might is what I think with this mm. crisis coming around the corner because they are going to hurt a lot. Yeah, and they're going to run out of people to blame at some point. They're just going to have to acknowledge, yeah, not actually looking out for them. My personal vote changes every time. I've not got a party that I'm loyal to, and I'll go. I'll change on a whim based on what the facts and stuff are at the time and what kind of the policies are at the time. Yeah, so I'm not like great. loyal to any particular. Um, party I mean if I was going to be like stuck to a party it'd probably be Lib Dem because it's kind of more centralist liberal um, government but their policies are too weak and they've not got really any kind of backbone or anything that's the bit um, that I mean I struggle with the other I mean we're years away from an election yeah so I, I don't know I don't even think about that kind of thing I'm just like we're stuck with the government we got um, I will say I'm very happy with the furlough scheme. I never expected it from a Tory government. I, yeah. I, I genuinely can't get over the, the fact that they've put the furlough scheme in the way they have. It's a fantastic scheme. And uh, mm, I think it? it's it's going to save us a ton of economic trouble compared to countries that don't implement something similar. Um, I'm so, thinking the other yeah, side of it. I'm very relieved about that. 
<clears throat> I don't think they had a choice. Yeah, I yeah, that, that's, that's, that, that could be true. I think the country would have been screwed, so they had to do something. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And as you as you said, we're luckily in a position where they could do that. Yeah, I think that's America's yeah. problem is they 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 actually kind of can't do that because of the way that their infrastructure is set up. So they're they're like really hard on capitalists, aren't they? They've got no yeah, they, they sort of policies. It's like how they have like the strong tipping culture and stuff. It's like a paycheck to paycheck culture. Everyone yeah. spends a lot. Everyone works a lot. Everyone spends a lot. Lots of money is always flowing around. They don't know what to do if the money dries up. Like that's not a situation their economy is geared to deal with. Yeah. But that's what's going to happen. So it's... I'm just worried about the 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 aftermath of furloughing and the amount of money that the government has spent on furloughing. How we're going to get that money back into? Yeah, the, I, I seriously the pray that the the governments in like the Europe area have learned that austerity doesn't work. Like I seriously pray that that is a lesson now that has been learned because that was the biggest waste of like a decade, the last ten years doing austerity all over Europe. Uh, economically, it's just not a sound idea, and I think yeah. it's it's just like cr- crushed growth for the whole time since the financial crisis. So I would hope that people realise that, and that you know we d- we we don't try and cut things. Yeah, uh, I, I genuinely think there's a reasonable chance that we actually won't, and that we'll be okay. That we can grow I, out hopefully. of it. But who knows? But yeah, there's a bit of pocket politics. You have been politics. listening to the uh, Ross's political podcast. Oh yeah, <laughs> things get very things get very deep and cultured when David isn't around. <laughs> they, they do, they do. Normally when David's on, it's very very oh. comedy. We did you see his message? Uh, I did. Yeah. Is he, oh, was he messaged? I've seen it. Is he not coming? Yeah, he said he just completely forgot. Join, join, join. <laughs> so we're still on. Yeah, we're going for it. Yeah, I, I said we're still on. Um, I don't know. Maybe it will. Maybe not. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we with the segue didn't work. We ended up in politics, but it was an interesting discussion. But uh, yeah, yeah. So what, get out of this. what what we we have done shows. We we do acting. We do theatre. We do music. We do singing. All that kind of stuff. What what do we use those skills for in this world we're temporarily in, where we can't do shows. And so, like, my answer has been to just be, like, making my silly videos. What what else can we do? You know, like, this is a question I've been asking myself right from the beginning. It's like, we have these skills. I, you know, I, I realise now how much I use theatre as an outlet. I realise, like, how much of... Essentially, like, how much of my... my worth as a person like internally was coming from my theater activities and i you know i can't let that go away which is why i'm yeah. doing like filmmaking and stuff what what avenues do you think there are to try and to try and use those skills while we're in lockdown most people have just been doing videos haven't they there's a lot of videos going on at the moment lots of concerts that people are doing um, where they're streaming um, themselves. Yeah. Um, that's, that's what a lot of people have been doing. Is it, is it capable of... How much is it capable of capturing? 
in terms of like it's an interesting it's it's like there's a big debate on there was always a debate before of like what do you lose if you like for example like what do you lose if you record live theater if you go into a theater and film a show and then show the video to people you know you're not getting the same experience and then it's like how can you compensate for that and i've been wondering about filmmaking in terms of like if you use editing and you use special effects and you use all the all the things you can't do on stage do you reclaim that or do you make a different product like is it a different skill or is it is there enough overlap um, i think most people are keeping it basic at the moment aren't they they're not they're just it's just literally straightforward filming there's no special effects or overly edited bits in it at the moment is there i did see rich spencer did a fantastic video where he he, uh, he had like effects and there were like multiple of him and uh that that was an excellently entertaining video that's like one of the best i've seen of like lockdown filmmaking it's a shame we don't all have vr systems <laughs> uh, yeah i say i have system, want but... you trying to suck me off james <laughs> I'll have you know that was the leprechaun. That wasn't me. <laughs> I was on, I was on the receiving end of this change. atrocity. <laughs> yeah, I don't like. Have you seen um uh uh Enter Player One? Is it called Enter Player One or Welcome Player One? Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Ready Player One. Yes. Yeah. I've, heard, sorry, I've heard terrible reviews for it though. Really? really? I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. I heard I very really fantastic. But it, it did. The reviews were quite bad. Um on the whole, there was some, the, uh, the sort of big outlets seemed to review it quite well. Um, but it, yeah, it got, I think it was quite mixed really, but we went to see it um, in the cinema when it first came out and we loved it. I thought it was great. So let's see, what have we got? We've done, well, I think we've well and truly covered theatre is dead. We did a full review of Pantos. We did a, a full review of Disney. That's, yeah. Uh, not even on the schedule. That's very good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I always, I always feel like James's therapy is like David's, David's segment. He really, yeah. Likes... Most of the comedy stuff is David's stuff. To be fair, I think we should think leave, we'll... definitely leave the comedy to David. We we'll, we'll skip James's therapy. I don't need therapy, so we'll skip. That. Well, no, you yeah. do, you do. Need... Let's be honest, you do need well, therapy. I need but we're license... right. We're not qualified to give it to you. Yeah, that's the, that's I need, a, I need a licensed therapist. As in, I need yeah. David who can proudly just administer therapy have you heard back from david does he text back say he's coming I'm on i'm assuming that he's not if he's not here now he's he's not I think. yeah um improv so what we're going to do for improv to be fair we've been going for like two and a bit hours i think we should probably leave what we've got as is yeah that's fair enough for this week and we'll probably go back to normal next time i think it's i think it works like this it has actually been a lot better yeah this is this has been a much more successful experiment than uh, the first one um which i think was mostly like tech the tech was difficult the sound quality was very bad um yeah you've done well bringing good quality microphones and yeah, uh, mine's a game, you know, gaming microphone so a little a little bit of ex- extra audio seasoning in the uh kerry describing her animal crossing in the background <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but that's not nearly as bad as um uh, to be honest, like I, I, David joined on like his phone last time, and the quality was so awful on it. That was yeah. what the best message was for before we like came oh, on. Of, like join on a computer rather than a phone, because I was a bit nervous. David would join on his phone, and it was so that was that. it. You pissed him off, and he didn't want anything. Yeah, to do and he it. was like, he yeah. just he just 
it doesn't into a rage. Yeah. Yeah. Panicked. Yeah. So I think we've, if uh, you prepare for next time and just so we've got, we'll go through the usual bites next time. But I think this time we've got quite a lot of content then for you to go through, James. Oh, yeah. So, this uh, is a quite a, quite a deep, deep <laughs> yeah. solid, solid episode. Not political. And... Well, yeah, we've got one through the whole economic system at the moment because obviously theatres are dead. So then dead. we've got to other things because there is no theatre. We did a bloody good job talking about theatre, though. We covered... Pocket politics. All kinds of stuff. Covered the economics of theatre. We went through quite a bit. So, yeah, I think you should go through that this time. And then next time, just make sure we've got David, because we need him for the comedy elements, because he is quite funny. Let's be honest, that is his forte. All right, we'll give him that. All right, David, you're <laughs> quite funny. You're allowed Impressions in. and humour is definitely his strong point. True. Uh, Say again. Okay. Impressions as David done. You know what impressions of other people? Impression of Mick Atwood. Oh, hello, boys. It's always impressions of other of other people in pocket. I don't actually know who this person is, but I'm doing an impression. That's a very good I'm doing an impression of David doing. I was going to say you're doing an impression of David doing an impression of yeah. It's very That's, good. It's very good. Yeah, I thought. I don't think good. I can do an impression of David, but I can do an impression of Mick. That's easy. <gasps> oh. brilliant! Well, just been fun. How do we yeah. sign off? I've forgotten. Thank it's been much. so long since we did a podcast. Uh, <laughs> isn't just the pocket podcasting here. Uh, tweet, 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 tweet us. Tweet us at Theatre Pocket on Twitter. Don't Is that still live? To... I don't know. We're not even going to check it anymore. You lost your chance, audience. (laughs) If you're actually there and you haven't been tweeting us all this time, you don't deserve us to. Yeah, all the tweets we've had. Where's the podcast? We missed the podcast. They were very greatly received. Thank you so much for those people. Yeah, thank you. I'm sure you exist. You didn't just exist in Wayne's dreams. (laughs) I have some weird dreams. You never know. But then dreams are like don't reflect on who you are as a person in any way anyway, so I don't know why everyone's... Are we now getting into the, the deep discussion of what are dreams? Oh yeah, <laughs> sorry. Is, is Bye! <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Thanks for listening, if you did, which you didn't, because nobody listens. <laughs>